I'm so excited to have you with us once again. We have the lovely Ms. Lauren with us tonight, and we are going to talk about some wellness. Welcome her, and thank you for coming on with me. I'm so excited to get to chat and uh, learn a little bit more about your journey and stuff. So uh, as we always start, I just want to know kind of where you were when you decided that, man, I need to take care of my wellness and what you what got you started on this journey. Well, uh, let's see. It was about four years ago when I initially decided I needed to do something about my overall health. I was having back issues. I was having ankle issues. Uh, and I was only 26 years old. So that's not okay. And I went to a spine specialist and he actually recommended, he said they did the whole uh, CT scan and he was like, you know what? I'm going to recommend that you get a, a, a fusion, a disfusion. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I, I guess I have some liquid that leaked out and it's, it's a whole mess. Um, and so he said, yeah, that would be my, my first recommendation. He said, you know, I'm going to give you the option of doing some stem cell research. And it was a whole ordeal. Uh, he said the, the last option is you do physical therapy, you get your health right, you lose weight and, you know, hopefully you miraculously recover. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time researching and I think it's like the amount of people who actually come out of a, a disc fusion surgery that feel a difference was like one out of, I don't know, five or something crazy. One out of 10. It was a, a ridiculous statistic. Mm. I was like, that, nope, that's not okay. I can't do that. Uh, so I decided I would do whatever I had to do to get healthy. Um, you know, at this time I was also looking in the mirror. I just didn't like the way I looked. I was sad. And I was also noticing like my kids just, mom, come play with us, come in the pool with us. And I didn't want to put on a swimsuit. I just, I didn't want to do anything. And yeah. so I finally just took charge and little at a time, I decided to start my journey. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, I, when you did that, was there, um, a specific like event that happened that, that caused your your back to be like that or i mean like was it a traumatic injury or just over time uh they called it de degenerative disc disease it's okay. really not even as scary as it sounds okay uh they just said it can happen to anybody really just you could have um i could have impacted at some point in time and then over time the fluid just leaks out um and that's what causes like there's cushion between your discs and when you you slow, when you build that down or when you break it down um it just that's when you have start having problems i guess so it's wow. not normal for someone my age to have those issues yeah. yeah absolutely especially like without an injury or something like it could easily be like a sports injury or something but wow mm -hmm. so can you tell us like how much uh you've lost since you've started this like four years uh over 100 pounds Wow, yep. that's so amazing. That is so amazing. I usually just say over 100 because I teeter back and forth. Uh, I, I was in maintenance for a while. Now I'm trying to start back up losing again so I can mm. get even lower. Uh, yeah. But I was up to 111 pounds lost and I'm about 105. So okay. hey. still great. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, that is too full bags of 50 pound dog food at plus you know a five pound bucket of chicken or something oh my gosh look think about all of that that's crazy i 
I uh, I remember when I I took a a picture whenever I I had lost 120. Of course, I've lost 150 now and working towards 160. But man, like just thinking about holding on the outside all of that weight that used to be in there, like that's it's so it's so great to to do to see that and experience that. So what what was your uh, what were your steps early on? Like the doctor tells you you need to do this. This is what's going on physically inside of you. The prognosis didn't sound good. The methods that he was giving you to to get better didn't sound good. So you kind of had to do this your own way. So what was your jump off point to to get that going? Well, I uh, I actually had done dance. For a lot of years growing up, I was just the, you know, the heavier dancer. Okay. Uh, so I never felt comfy in the clothes, but I figured I would incorporate that. So I would do like YouTube dance workout videos. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. And it was fun. I feel like when you make it fun, it's not, you're, you're more likely to be successful. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then I had these five pound orange weights, which I still have them. Uh, actually, I think they're eight pounds. And I just started lifting those here and there. Uh, mm -hmm. I would do jumping jacks before bedtime. I made sure I did a hundred jumping jacks for bedtime every night, no matter how tired I was. That was my thing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do sit-ups at the time because my back was so bad, but I would slowly, even if I could do one or two, I was like, that's a success. So yeah. Any little thing I could do, uh, I started eating salads, which I never ate salads growing up. You couldn't get me to touch a salad. Yeah. Uh, I just would dress them up, you know, make them exciting. I started learning how to cook salmon better, um, started learning to use like ground turkey meat and just anything healthy. I would try to make it exciting. And that was pretty much it, eating and slowly working out. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it's it's the, the sustainable component that allows us to slowly reel back in what we gradually did to ourselves. Like, you know, we don't get large and overweight overnight, and we're not going to lose it overnight. So giving ourselves some time to do that is is worth it. Um, I mean, obviously, it's been four years, but I would I would guess that those four years have been a lot easier to live the second half of those four years for sure, like at a lot, at a lighter weight and, and feeling healthier and feeling better about just the way you perceive yourself. Am I correct? Yes. So much better. And it's funny you say that because I always hear that phrase, you know, I wish you could lose it as easy as it was to gain it. Yeah. It really is a struggle. I do feel like taking so much time to lose it in my way helped me sustain it longer. Mm -hmm. And then um, I made a little a chart for myself. So when I lost, you know, when I got to 225, I would reward myself with like makeup palette and then 200 yeah. pounds, I would do this. And then I did that all the way down to 150 pounds, which was my goal weight. And then when I hit 150, I told myself if I can maintain it for one year, I'll get a, a tummy tuck or it was 160, 160. If I can yeah. maintain it, I'll get a tummy tuck. And that's what I did. So I feel like, you know, getting there, maintaining it and then like rewarding myself throughout, you know, the whole journey, just, it really helped me sustain it and also make it livable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, th I think it's great to, um, to, to have those things that we're working towards, those outcome goals and that kind of stuff that, that allows us to push for 
what um what do you do like what's what's your weekly goals like do you have certain certain goals to eat this way for five days a week and give yourself some extra meals that are a little higher in calories or do you have goals to get in the gym this many times like how do you work on your smaller smaller goals so my smaller goals are definitely to to work out at least five days a week okay if i can work out six or even sometimes seven then i will do it if i eat something maybe that i didn't eat mindfully which instead of cheat meals i consider it you know not eating mindfully mm -hmm. then i will definitely make sure i work out even harder to try and you know counter that a little bit as much as i can um maybe not eating sweets or di or dessert every single night because that's my weakness i love desserts I, I absolutely love it i was someone who used to eat like cupcakes all the time yeah uh, so if i can not eat so many you know for five days then on the weekend maybe i'll have something really really good or if i can stick within my points for the whole day um on the weekend you know maybe i'll dip into my weeklies and enjoy mm -hmm. a nice date night uh, but I try to do things that are within my reach because then it just it's more exciting. Yeah. Um, but I really feel like it's important to do that kind of concept is, you know, what are my little goals and not so much focus on long term next year, five years yeah. from now. So I take yeah, full absolutely. advantage. Absolutely. I mean, when I first started uh, on the journey, I literally really close to needed to lose 200 pounds and that that goal was never even really one uh that i thought i would even want in the aspect of it seemed like it was so far away and, and attainable like if you had held the, the the finger to me and said hey tell me the number you would really like to be it would be it would have been somewhere near that but i never even aspired to that because i didn't i didn't think it was possible and that's one thing about slow and sustainable it makes monster goals possible uh, because you just can't see the path uh, when you're when you're at the bottom of the mountain. You just can't you can't even see the top of the mountain. A lot of times you have to get most of the way up to the to the you know to a summit to get to where you can see the top. And uh, I I think that it's it's key to remember all those steps have to have value. So how how do you you know really find your joy or find happiness or what brings you life? I mean obviously you said the working out component four or five times a week. Uh, that has to be, I'm guessing, especially since you've put the fitness component like in your name, that that has to be something that that really does bring you to life and bring joy to you and and give you the the feelings that you're looking for. Is that true? Yes, I notice like if I work work out for an entire week or at least five days in one week, I wake up much more happier excited i feel fulfilled i don't feel bloated i just feel better you know i don't have aches and pains yeah. whereas if i go an entire week without working out i just don't feel good and it will just keep draining you every every day so mm -hmm. i just for me that's something very fulfilling not only because it makes me feel good but i feel better about myself you know i'm happier to be for others to be around as well Mm -hmm. um cooking cooking also brings me a lot of joy i don't oh. know why but it just it really does i think it's just because growing up i cooked with my mom a lot and my grandmother so it just you know gives you the warm fuzzies i guess 
yeah. and just seeing what I can create. Cause I'm outside of cooking and working out. I feel like I'm not a very creative person. Okay. So it's nice where you, you have something you can enjoy, you can share with other people and, you know, brings you the warm, fuzzy feeling. So. Hey, hey, absolutely. So, so when you, when you started your journey, like there was a lot of, uh, physical inability, right? Like there was just yes. a lot of the things that you can do today. You couldn't even think about doing mm -hmm. a how lot. Did, how did you, how did you push yourself to like to try harder things and to do that? I just slowly did it like, um, squatting, you know, I, my form was nowhere near what it is today. Something as little as a squat, you know, where you're supposed to have the heels of your feet stay on the ground throughout the whole squat. I mm. could not do that at all. Okay. Or even like the, um, the sit up, for example, like I said earlier, that was so brutally painful. And I know like the, um, the waist training, I also had a back brace at the time, but wearing that consistently while I worked out helped me also, um, finding workouts that were good for people with back issues. Like okay. I have a medicine ball and if you use that a certain way, you can counteract the weight from your back. And so just slowly doing that and building my core helped me over time. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's really about consistency. Like mm. it really is. So have you, I mean, do you, is the doctor signed off or, or are you self-diagnosed that you're pretty much just normal now? Or do you still have things that you have to watch out for or? Um, I, well, he did, he has released me. If I'm having a lot of issues, I can always go back. He, he, um, he knows me very well for about a good year after that. He monitored me. I kept going in, he monitored my weight. Um, and then he's like, you know, he does the touch your toes, do this, do that. Um, the fluid's still where it is, you know, it's, it's gone. It is what it is. But, um, just his overall diagnosis is how do you feel? Yeah. You know, can you do this? And he also noticed I wasn't having muscle spasms as, as often. Um, they they had me on medicine for anti-inflammatory, muscle relaxers. I don't have any of that anymore. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That, that, I mean, that's a true testament to how hard you've worked. How, uh, and, and the curious part of that for me is, you know, if you look at your diet prior to starting this journey four years ago and your diet now, like, what what's the difference in the types of foods that you're putting in your body are you are you eating naturally a little cleaner you sound like you really still enjoy cooking and you still enjoy eating the foods that you love but is are you doing a little healthier from that aspect as well you mentioned salads earlier i am eating so much healthier i yeah. used to eat i think like my favorite meal was at wendy's and it was a the spicy chicken and I would get like the biggest fry, side of chicken nuggets. And that was just like one meal. You know, that doesn't include all the other times I would eat in a day. Just eating very, you know, bad. Very, yeah. very junky. Lots of fats. Um, fast food all the time. Uh, I still cooked. The thing is, I just wasn't paying attention to any portions. Mm -hmm. So like tonight I had taquitos and I, you know, I was mindful of the size. I was mindful of how much chicken I put in it. Whereas before I probably would have had like 10 or 12, put <laughs> on as much cheese as I wanted, all yeah. the sauce and fixings, like, you know, yeah. beans and rice. And now it's like, 
I have to choose. Do I want the, you know, taquitos or do I want the rice? Mm -hmm. Do I want the the rice or do I want lots of cheese? You know, so now it's just about balancing out. I can still enjoy all those foods that I like, but I just have to balance and decide which one I want more. That's ultimately what it is. Absolutely. You know, and I love, I love that example. Um, Cause I've had the same example for myself. The, the example being where you eat something that previously you would have eaten like this amount, but now this amount is what you end up eating. And it's not just, I'm going to restrict myself and only eat this amount. It's, it's bringing this amount into the control of your mind and saying, this is enough. And, and the same satisfaction and happiness can come and arrive in eating a smaller amount. And you don't feel like you have been neglected or you feel like you're deficient or nothing like that. You actually assign the same value that you would have assigned previously. And a lot of that comes from, uh, I think, and we'll see what you, what you say as well, but like a lot of it comes from listening to our body. And for me, prior to this journey, I never listened to my body. I just ate and then after I was done eating, I would sit there and deal with the consequences of overeating and be like, uh, for like, you know, an hour or something like that. And so I I think it, uh, and I also, you know, the, the, the actual way that our body, our body is physically constructed when it has become used to eating smaller amounts, we can physically eat less and have the same physical uh, reaction in our stomachs of being full. So I love that there's so many components of a longer journey that you don't get that first month or that, you know, the first few weeks that later on you can actually uh, hold in that moment and be like, I'm happy with this because of, you know, do you feel that for yourself? Yes. Uh, Another component or, you know, something that I always remind myself And, you know, this is what I tell people, too, because, you know, I actually work with someone who, you know, she'll bring in baked goods and she'll Mm -hmm. be like, Lauren, here, have a muffin, eat this donut, eat this piece of pie. And I was like, I don't want it. Or I, you know, I already have my meals planned for the day. Like, I don't want to overeat. And she'll be like, oh, it's just one donut. It's just this. No, the donuts are always going to be there. I guarantee people are always going to bring me donuts. You know, the Reese's peanut butter cups, they're always going to be there. The, you know, the Little Caesars pizza, it's always going to be there. Today, I have planned this. You know, maybe next week I can have one slice of Little Caesars pizza for nine points and, you know, build my day around that. Mm -hmm. But today, it just doesn't work out. So I think um, part of like, is part of it is reminding yourself that those things will always be there. Again, Mm -hmm. just which one do you want more today? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, on a small crude level, it's, it's really, when you get in on a roll on this journey, you have the opportunity to make those choices. Uh, Yes, today is a worth it day or no, today is a not worth it day. Yes, the donut, it is worth it today. I have assigned that. And for some, some people, it, it is like the buildup and the anticipation uh, today I'm going to eat a donut. It's going to be amazing. You go eat it and it is amazing or it's going to be amazing. And then it's not amazing. And you're like, well, that wasn't worth it, whatever. But either way you experience that you assign the value and it could influence how you respond the next time you have that same choice. And I always feel like that as we go through these choices and we assign the value more and more, 
then the next time that comes, we don't walk away with the regret of not eating it or the shame of overeating it. We can walk narrowly through the middle of that. And then as we do that, we can live with the result of our behavior. I feel like a lot of times we don't, we don't even know what our response is going to be when someone sets a dozen donuts down from us down in front of us when we're on, you know, the, the mindless non journey kind of time period of our life. Like, I would eat one and then eat two and then like I'm going to get up and go walk away and while I'm walking away I'm going to grab the third one and as we're walking <laughs> and later on an hour later I walk by the same place and there's still just one sitting there well I'm going to wrap it up and we're done you know the box is gone uh, so yeah. I ended up eating four and like I would never <laughs> four but that's that's just the way you know it is but that is all like it's like taking this part of our body and saying that doesn't have an opinion I'm not going to consult a, a mindfulness and so how, how do you feel like your, your mindfulness component has really helped you on this journey, like bringing, bringing thought and contemplation and, and chasing that the way I feel kind of stuff has, has had an effect on you? I always try to remind myself of how I feel when I've overate something. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you read my post um, a few days ago, but I talked about when I did keto. And I I did have a lot of success on it. But the thing is, is I would have, you know, like a a mindful, mindfulness, you know, cheat meal uh, a lot. And when I did, I felt so bad and so disgusted. Like the next morning, not even just that day, but the next morning, I felt like my stomach was in knots. I didn't feel good. I didn't like myself for making those choices. And I just moving forward after doing that so many times, I started to remind myself, I would look at something and I'd be like, I don't want to feel that pain Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And after so long, eventually that's why I decided to go back to Weight Watchers is because it does allow you to eat, you know, carbs and, you know, normal food that everybody else eats every day. Yeah. But I just have to remind myself, okay, don't overeat because I still don't want to feel like I felt that one day or, yeah. you know, when I ate that whole bag of chips and I woke up and my skin was greasy or, you know, whatever. I just try to remind myself of how I felt when I ate, you know, a certain food or when I overate or, you know, just how things made me feel. I think it's important to really, like you said, listen to your body because it tells you a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't, I don't remember hardly any of the days prior to being on this journey of what it what it intimately felt like to be inside this body except for all of those days when i knew it just wasn't right or i sacrificed my desires to do the things that i really would would say that i wanted to do because it was it was too much for the energy to tell your brain, to tell your body to move. It was too much for the energy to tell your brain, to tell your body to stop eating until you get the signal that, well, the plate is clean or seconds have been eaten or whatever, you know, like those, those things that we get stuck in, uh, you know, when, when, when we're looking at a, a, uh, a prior to the journey kind of mindset, then you're looking at like ruts, not healthy habits. You're looking at things that, that are so, familiar to you that you can go back into that path just almost by uh, sheer uh, gravity pulling us back down in there. So as you as you started this journey and as success started to come, you lost 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, uh, how did it affect 
the way you perceived the person in the clothes and the person in the mirror and the person that was doing all this new physical activity and stuff? How did how did it affect the way you thought about yourself? Uh, I went through a lot of emotions throughout the process. I think as one, I, ne I never got the opportunity for 27, 28 years of my life. I never got the opportunity to see myself for the person that I felt that was on the inside. Yeah. So, you know, when I saw my collarbones, I, I think I was towards like 170s. I finally started to see these bones popping out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have collarbones. Yeah. I always was told I was big boned, you know, so I didn't think that these things were under me or like yeah. when I felt my hip bones. Oh, my goodness. That was just such an amazing feeling. So yeah. as the pounds started to shed, I just I started to realize, you know, I was mirroring more of the person that I believed on the, was on the inside and yeah. I was able to radiate more of who I felt I really was versus I was kind of like an introvert, even though I have like this funky, you know, fun energy, I'm overall a very positive person. I think I kind of always was a hermit to myself mm -hmm. growing up yeah. because I was afraid of, you know, what people would say or, oh, she's just a funny, you know, fat girl or, you know, whatever. So yeah. as those pounds started to come off, I just, was feeling so like much better about myself finally being able to you know just be myself yeah yeah absolutely it's it's uh it's 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 liberating to be able to one have the thoughts of of self-perception have the thoughts of telling your story and then being able to have the confidence as well that goes along with that uh, to actually start to tell that story and and be like, well, well, I did this and I should be proud of that. And if no one is listening, I'm still proud of that. And that that's okay. So uh, tell, tell me how you decided to start share with us online and, and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. So I didn't share for so long um, because I'm I'm kind of a little weird about social media. Uh, I've never really been good with it. I had it because I moved away from home. So I wanted to share things with my family. But um, I, I just felt like I wasn't good for like Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but people were always like, they would get a glimpse of me losing weight, or they would see me, you know, showing off my my big pants, or the meals that I was cooking. And I got so many questions like, you know, what are you doing? How are you losing weight? Da, 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 da. What are your workouts? This, this And it just went on for so long. So I'm like, all right, let me start sharing. And then the more I shared, people were like, oh, can you show this? Can you post me this? What's this recipe? So I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to give it my all. Yeah. Um, because I just, I really love when people tell me like I've been an inspiration to them or I'm helping them. Like that brings me so much joy. Yeah. And so I just being that I've been in, in their situation, like I really enjoy helping other people feel better. Yeah. Just, you know, it's it's such a beautiful thing to love yourself. And I really feel like everybody deserves that. So, you know, all of that just really motivated me to get out there. Yeah, uh, I should have done it a long time ago, but I'm here now and I'll do what I can now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for such a time as this, you're ready, you're ready to do it. And I, you know, I'm inspired by you. Obviously I, 
have followed you for a, a while now and uh you know we've interacted a, a bunch of different times and uh I'm, I'm just it's always amazing to see someone who is willing to do the work and continue to do the work but also not just you know i i, I would say i'm a pretty good judge at, at seeing people that are doing it for the vain reasons and for you know because they want to be seen and, and chase after followers and stuff and, and your genuineness and the way you share your story and tell tell your story through both the text and pictures as well you know it, it is inspiring to see and you know that man this this person is somebody that you can you can model uh, a journey after uh, because i feel like there's a lot of people that they will get on here and they will start an Instagram because they see that this is a place where a lot of inspiring people hang out, but they're always looking for uh, someone that they can model their life after uh, because they, they know that it, so you have to see a path out, you know, to, to start your journey. Uh, it might not be the end that you can see, but there, you know, you have to start somewhere. And when you see somebody that is successful and is maybe a little bit like you and someone who can tell a story that sounds familiar to you, then you're like, well, I want to do something like that. And then you find your own exact path as you go. And I know that that was, that was a help for me to be able to see some people that had done that successful thing. So, you know, I just want to say, sh you know, shout out to you for, for telling your story and you're doing it in such, such a great way, you know, so, Hey, I want to jump in here for just a second and take a pause and we'll hear from one of our sponsors thank you for joining us we'll be right back now a message from our partners hey family let me tell you about my favorite protein bars yeah you know them healthy eating all the time bars heat-go.com check them out they are gluten-free all natural no additives no preservatives naturally sweetened with honey made right here in the united states the goal for them is to provide a fulfilling conscious free bar that are fun fuel for your body uh, that allows you to feel nourished throughout your whole day find them online at heat-go.com and on instagram at healthy eat underscore on the go.com if you need a 12 percent discount use the code feel good now back to our host phil um one question i have is like when you um prepare your food like you obviously you work you have a full-time job and you have family to take care of and that kind of stuff what is your what is your food approach like for for a day are you a are you a person that goes by an exact number in a day or are you like trying to just kind of figure out by the week you know what what is your approach to, to how you've wrangled in food and made food work for you like Obviously, you could eat Oreos if you wanted to, but you could also eat a lot of salads. So kind of tell us how you do specific your food plan. So sometimes I am Martha Stewart and sometimes I am, I don't know, chaos. So <laughs> it really, a lot of it depends on my weekend. Okay. If my weekend is jam-packed and I don't meal prep on Sunday, every day is going to be a surprise mystery okay. box. Um, but I, I have done this for so long that if I don't meal prep, then I know I can hit up Chick-fil-A for a cool wrap and some grilled nuggets and some fruit. Yeah. And, you know, or I can go to Wendy's and get, you know, chili and, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so I think just knowing my surroundings, helps me a lot but really if i can meal prep it just saves everything and i kind of decide 
on Sunday or throughout the week, oh, next week I want this and then I want this. And then I'll put it in a, like my Apple notepad. I'll put it in there. This is what I want. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then um, Thursday nights, we usually have a restaurant night. So I'll research the menu in advance and I yeah. stick to what I say I'm going to get. I try not to even look at the menu because once you start to see temptation, some people just aren't strong. And I can admit sometimes I can be not so strong when I see the sweet potato fries and I see the garlic herb, butter, yeah. uh, broccoli. And yeah, so um, just doing as much in advance as possible. Yeah. Uh, and then having one night where everybody's at their own mercy, I, I call it at your own mercy night. Uh, either they're going to have leftovers or we're going to order out for them and I'm going to do a salad or whatever. Um, but really it's just, it's a lot of thinking on my feet a yeah. lot. <laughs> uh, like for, for example, Sunday, I did not meal prep. I, we just had a really busy weekend. Uh, but I knew last week, Tuesday, what I wanted to make for today. I made sure I had lots of um, blackened chicken tenders on hand because that's easy. So easy. Um, and what else? Just like easy stuff, cheese sticks, fruits. Um, but really, I just, it, it really depends. It really depends. Absolutely. So uh, do you... Do you, do you work like where, I mean, I know, I know where you work, but I mean, like, do you like cook and take food to work or do you eat like at restaurants and that kind of stuff or? I try to bring meals every single day. Okay. I try really, you, really you hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what, what is your, like, maybe if there's a food that you're kind of known for cooking that is journey friendly? Um, you know what I have really taken a liking to is the Pizzelli cookies. Ooh, like from Aldi? That, uh, the, the ones from Aldi or um, the Rico, Rico brand at Costco, mm -hmm. they have a really huge pack and it's like $3 and you can like triple the amount. It's crazy. Um, but I really have taken a liking to those, but outside of that, you can see me eating a um, non-fat Greek yogurt Sunday, like it's nobody's okay. business. Banana, non-fat Greek yogurt, uh, the sugar-free hot fudge, cherry yeah. on top. If, if I don't have a lot of points or if I only have one point left, that's my go-to dessert because I do not like to give up dessert. <laughs> no. So, all right, so what, if there is a food, what, what's the food that you blow your budget on? That I blow my budget on. Oh, that's a tough one. Cause I feel like I'm so not necessarily frugal, but I do try mm -hmm. to be mindful because I'm always prepping and I buy so much food. Do you um, eat like, do you eat all your points? I would say most of the time I eat all my points except for the weeklies. I try really hard not to touch my weeklies. Okay. And the reason why, I'll tell you why. I, and I don't recommend this to anybody, but I don't track my vitamins or my pre-workout. Okay. So, um, because they're gummy and I, I've looked it up before and they're one to two points. And so it's my pre-workout. So I just figure if I don't touch my weeklies, then 
you know, I, I try not to focus on the things that are nourishing my body and helping me with my workout. And I don't notice it on the scale. So I feel like just those two components, it just works for me. Yeah. I, so I try, I try not to eat my weeklies, but there's a reason. <laughs> uh, that's cool. I, yeah, I don't track my peppermints, but you know, I eat like two or three a day or something like that. And it's probably two or three points, but whatever. Like it, it just makes my taste buds be occupied with something that is going to keep me from thinking about going and getting something else. But I'm not a real book sweet person. Uh, so I don't have to, I don't have to mess with sweets, but man, carbs and bread, uh, first loaf of bread, I'll eat the whole thing. So, <laughs> you know it's, what my lifesaver has been on this is that, um, busy dough. Wow. Yeah. That is the most amazing thing ever. How many Especially different things have you made into? Bread. Uh, I just did the calzones. Is it calzone or calzoni? I've heard both. Yeah, I think it's Calzone. I did the euros pizza. I just tried the garlic knots. Oh my mm. goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, I want to try making some pretzels out of them. There you go. Out of it. If you look on my post, like uh, less than a week or a week and a half ago, I did meatball subs. Phenomenal. Meatball <laughs> subs on Bizdo. Uh, and the, and the, the meatball subs is a recipe by uh, uh, Ed. So it's it's all on my post. You can get the recipes and stuff like that. But golly, it was so good. Like when you cut that bread open and put that marinara and the meatballs on there, and they're like one 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 point for uh, each meatball. And I have like they had like three or four on there. So I think it was yeah. like a ten, a ten point meal. But man, I will plan a ten point meal all day long just so I can have something that was so good. It was it was phenomenal. So if it's worth it, you you know enjoy the high point meal. Yeah, if it's worth absolutely. it. Absolutely. So what now? I mean, obviously, when you first started, you wanted to feel better. Now you do feel better. You wanted to be thinner. You are thinner. Uh, you wanted to create healthy habits and you have those with food and activity and you've changed the way you feel about yourself a little bit. What is the next thing for you? Like what what's driving you out the next five years when when you don't need to lose that much weight or and, and you know, maybe maintaining what you've already had may be a little bit of a struggle like what what do you think are going to be some of the the landmarks for you as you move forward on this sustainable part well uh i did talk about being 150 and maintaining that i did decide that i want to try to to go even further to 135 um so that goes hand in hand with you know sustaining because if I don't, you know, get into the 140s, I always try to remind myself, or I do go back and forth between like 140 and 150. I try to remind myself, as long as I'm not getting into the range of high 150s, I'm still, I'm still successful. It's not that, yeah. you know, my life is crashed and burned or anything like that. I'm still successful. I'm just, you know, having a bad day or a bad week or yeah. not a bad life. Uh, but near future, I want to hit 135 for my wedding. Just so I know I did it. It's always been in my mind. So I just yeah. want to be able to say I've done it. And then if I don't like it, I can gain some weight back. Healthy yeah. weight. Um, but near after that, near future, uh, you know, I want to have more children. 
So I want to be able to be healthy through a pregnancy, after a pregnancy. I don't want to feel like I felt the last pregnancies. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Just, I guess, being healthy. I don't want to feel pain again. You know, I know that I'm going to be getting into, you know, my 30s. I don't know. Do you have more aches and pains? Yeah. Um, So I just want to stay healthy. I just want to stay healthy, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You need to uh, you need to check in with my in, in, uh, Instagram sister uh, Becca. She just had her fourth kid, and while doing this uh, journey, so uh, wow. <laughs> That's so awesome. I think yeah. I follow her. Yeah, finding my healthy half. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, she's amazing. I I I can't even like 190 something pounds that she she lost like. You know, for the longest period of time, I was like, that's that's just I mean, like now that it's close enough to I can I can see it in myself. I'm like, man, that is quite the accomplishment to do. But, you know, the truth is, it's that feeling and that that, uh, that amount of accomplishment. We should attach that at five pounds and 10 pounds and 15 and 20 because we're changing so much about our relationship with food and activity. And it's just it's so crucial for us to do that. So I always, I always love these, these conversations because your way of doing it might spark a fire in me to understand that, man, for the next five or 10 pounds, you know, I can do this kind of like what she talked about and and apply this to me or say, yeah, you know, this, this part of the, of the journey, I want to focus on this and it's for this reason. And I think it really just uh, brings us back to a level of engagement, like what, you know, what what's your reason for for wanting to to be a healthier the healthiest version of ourselves so do you have kind of a uh, we we kind of end with this and I'll give you the opportunity to ask me a couple of questions if you want to but like what what now having accomplished so much what is what is that reason like you know if you, if you if you had to say this this is why I'm doing this and it can be just because I want to do it for me that's fine you know uh, I would say it's it, it's it's definitely for me. Yeah. It's definitely for me. I, growing up, um, I did a lot for everybody else. I did what everybody else wanted me to do. Um, you know, everyone always said, "Oh, but you're beautiful on the inside." And and I no, I want to be beautiful on the inside and the outside. Yeah. And I want to love myself enough to continue to be healthy. And even if there's days where I'm selfish because. You know, I make sure that I do this for myself or I will go work out by myself for an extra hour. You know, I, I really think it's important to be selfish sometimes. And I, I'm doing this for me. I deserve it. That's, That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm so inspired by you and proud to get to call you friend. And uh, thank you for spending some time talking with me. So do you have any questions you would like to ask from me? Uh, yes. What okay. inspired you? What was your reason? Because you are an inspiration also. Well, okay. So, you know, I, I, I've always been a people person, a people pleaser. And I went through a long period of time in the 2000 to 2010 decade, where I just kind of put myself on pause. And uh, I didn't do anything for me. Uh, I did some traveling because of work and that kind of stuff. I really start to speak, uh, think and speak negatively about myself and the way I felt and, and clothes and, and appearance. Uh, that's when uh, throughout like 2007, I got up to 460 pounds and, and just really was, I, I mean, like at that point in time, I kind of say I was closer 
to being the guy who could not get off the couch than I was to being the guy who would get up and go walk a mile. Like, you know, like, and I mean, like, have to have the ER come, I mean, the ambulance come and help me up off the couch. Uh, so uh, walking through that season, it really, as I've gone back and thought about it, man, I really was just letting all of my care about myself go. And I still was a, a people pleaser and I still loved people and I wanted to hang out with people, but I was neglecting me so much. It became so easy to neglect me and not take care of me. And then things started to change. Uh, relationships changed. I got married and, you know, it just life, life was a little bit easier doing it with somebody. And then I finally realized, man, I need to, I need to do this for more than just my personal health, I need to do it because I wanted to do it. I needed to do it because I knew I could do it or at least prove to myself that I could do it. So I started that and and it, and it really had kind of started to go the other way again a little bit more to where I got to the point to where I wasn't feeling good and I just wanted to feel good. But then the success started to come, I lost a little bit of weight and then it was like started to snowball. And it, it really had opened up my eyes that, man, me doing this for me inspires other people. Let's talk about that a little more and a little more and a little more. And, and it just really has opened up the door for me to use the personality that I have and the gifts that I have, the ability to speak that I have to speak into other people's life. And, you know, like you said earlier, like when you do that and you see that, that, that some word or thing or action or post or whatever inspires other people, there's so much joy that comes from that. And sometimes it feels like it's even it's even more than the actual accomplishment of what I did to do that. And so those feelings are just worth it all. And, you know, whether or not it's uh, adversity that I'll meet in the future or the past or whatever, it's still worth it to tell the story. And and that that mantra is something now that has really become something that I want to propel forward in other people is like the way to freedom in your life is reconnecting with your purpose, the purpose that you were brought to this earth for, reconnecting to that and telling your story. And then freedom from whatever it is that holds you back will go away in an absolute way and without any other qualifiers. If you connect to your purpose and tell your story, you will get freedom from whatever. And uh, that's just the way that I believe. So if I can tell that story over and over, I believe it'll help people and my life will have you know, lasting purpose. So that's kind of a long, long speech on that, but that it, it rings true for me every time when I get asked that question. I love it. Do you know who Simon Sinek is? I do know who Simon Sinek is. I watch him all the time. You just brought me back to him because he talks yeah. about the purpose, you know, you're finding yeah. your purpose and aspiring, you know, to be, uh, to inspire, aspire to yeah. inspire. Yeah. So it just brought me back to him. So, okay, one more question and then I'll be done. Okay. Did you ever go into a store and like pick up like a five pound, you know, bag of flour or one pound of butter? Did you ever do that? Yeah. I had someone say, cause I said, oh, I only lost a pound and you know, it was a whole month and it was like during my hard, hard plateau period of time. And they said, go to the store and pick up a pound of butter and then tell me how you feel. And I did it <laughs> and I felt yeah. so great. That's that's awesome. You know what's funny? And this this is hilarious. And it's it's funny to me that you don't know. And and it and it's funny to me how kind of like a post and a series of posts can kind of take their own life. 
And then from there, you can kind of like lose control of that and it becomes its own thing. So I want you to write this down if you got a pen or remember it. Uh, look up the hashtag, hashtag WWSMYLE. So that is WW, show me your losses, everyone. So it, it looks like smile, S-M-I-L-E, but it's S-M-Y-L-E. So okay. that post, the first post, ever posted on Instagram in the history of the Instagram was by me and I started that hashtag and I did it whenever I lost 40 pounds I did a picture of me holding 40 pounds so if you'll go back in time on that hashtag you'll see me holding 40 me holding 80 me holding oh. 120 and I inspire people to actually post their own so there are hundreds of people holding dog food and hams and I don't know what else, like all kinds of stuff that people, dogs, people, and I've done contests with that hashtag. And uh, yeah, I don't talk about it hardly anymore because it's been a couple of years now since I started that. So I still see people post on that every once in a while. And I'm like, hey, that's awesome. And my, uh, and we can end after this, my colloquial phrase that I've always attached to that. And I may have said it to you while ago when you were talking about the 100 pounds, but I always say when I when I talk to someone about that post, that type of post, I always say that was on the inside. And it is amazing to think about holding 100 pounds or 111 pounds or whatever your, your top, top weight was. You know, when you hold that weight on the outside and that is no longer a burden that you have to carry in this world. And it can be and, and it can be the realization that I physically can't carry the burden that I used to have to carry, that is living a life of true freedom and liberation, you know? That is so, that was like so beautiful. I loved yeah. that, Phil, that was so awesome. Well, go check out that hashtag and anybody that's watching this or listening to this podcast later on, check out that hashtag because it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I know that every once in a while, like if I ever lose 160 or if I hit 200, I'll post another one because I want to, I want to be able to hold that burden and feel, and feel what that's like and to know that I've, I've been set free from that. So it's true. So thank you for coming on. You're awesome, Lauren. And I, uh, I appreciate your time and uh, inspired by you so keep it up and uh, i hope everybody is encouraged by your journey as well so hopefully they will follow you on the gram you have a, a lovely name thank you and Yay. thank you for the time keep it up you're welcome thank you for listening to the feel good podcast your guide to feel good this podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with any brand all statements and opinions on this show are those of phil alone if you enjoy this podcast, please share the word as we all continue on our individual journeys to feeling good.